Patty McFadden from FSP. With us today is Bill Cates. If you've heard of him before, it's because he's been working with financial advisors for the last 25 years, helping them create exponential growth through more effective messaging and multiplying their best clients. Bill is the author of a number of best-selling books, including Beyond Referrals and Radical Relevance. Bill, thanks for joining our podcast today. Always great to be on FSP podcast. Thank you. Uh, so it seems like there's many different terms that refer to the same thing. Is there a difference between a center of influence, a strategic alliance, and a referral alliance? Yes and no. <laughs> You're right. It's semantics. Uh, in my mind, um, a strategic alliance is quite often someone that's more than just someone who might give some referrals, right? There's other ways that you guys work together. Uh, maybe you do some joint work together. Uh, you know, lots. It, it becomes more than just a referral type of thing or the introduction. But referral alliance, center of influence, pretty much the same thing. This is essentially someone maybe who hasn't really even experienced your value firsthand. Right, that would be a client advocate who someone's actually experienced your value firsthand, but but they have a sense of your value. They appreciate the work you do. They think it's important, and they have a willingness to introduce you to others. And to me, that's that's what a center of influence or a referral alliance would be. And who makes the best center of influence for financial advisors? Yeah, there's kind of some standard ones and some creative ones I've seen over the 25 years of working with advisors on this. The, you know, the standard ones are certainly accountants, CPAs, uh, tax preparers who may not be CPAs, can make good uh, resources sometimes. Uh, estate planning attorneys, certainly, everyone knows that. But uh, some more creative, number one, other types of attorneys. Uh, the thing about estate planning attorneys is they don't always – have aren't always the best source because quite often they're not dealing with money in motion. They're kind of dealing with future money in motion. And so uh, merger and acquisition attorneys, uh, personal injury attorneys, divorce attorneys, uh, these can make great sources because they are often dealing with money in motion where someone needs the help of what you provide. Uh, and then you know, to get super creative, guy, <laughs> I, I, I've met a number of advisors over the years who found clergy, ministers, priests, rabbis, uh, can be tremendous sources because they're often counseling couples, and we know that sometimes money is <laughs> the issue, and uh, and they can make some tremendous endorsements and, and connections as well. So you know we we should look for those creative uh, resources as well. And where do you see advisors be less effective than they might be when it comes to meeting and building relationships with centers of influence? Yeah, I, I've seen kind of two main mistakes. Um, one classic mistake is coming on too strong, being very enthusiastic about the work you do and wanting to tap into the person's database and, and help those folks. And then you want to help those folks. It's genuine. I get it. But especially when it comes to CPAs and attorneys, these are – you know, lower risk type individuals, you know, they, they risk adverse, I should say. And, uh, and it takes time to earn their trust and to be referable in their eyes. So you got to be careful about coming on too strong. The other mistake I see is on the flip side, where a lot of folks don't stay with that relationship long enough to actually get to that point of being referable, right? They, they try a couple of meetings or phone calls, and it doesn't seem to produce result. And then they move on when, Quite often, particularly, again, with CPAs and attorneys, it could take six, nine, 12 months 
to nurture that relationship and have them feel really comfortable and confident about the work you do. So you have to have that stick-to-itiveness in a way that isn't overbearing that will build that relationship. And what are some of the steps an advisor needs to take to meet and grow productive relationships with CPAs, attorneys, or other centers of influence? Sure. Well, you know, the first is, of course, is to meet those people. (laughs) And really, your best source, especially for meeting CPAs and attorneys, uh, are your clients, especially your A clients, right? Uh, these are people that are often happy to introduce you to their CPA. You should already know who these people are in their life and what kind of working relationship do they have with their CPA or an attorney. You know, is it just a tax time relationship or is it is it a business owner that talks with them all the time? Uh, and that's the easiest, fastest way to meet these folks. Some CPAs and attorneys will introduce you to others. Uh, it could be in their practice. It could be people they don't really feel competitive with at all. Uh, so that's a pretty good source as well. That's the first step, obviously, is to meet these folks. And then uh, the next, of course, is to become referable. And, and as I mentioned, that, that takes time. So to sit down o- over a series of meetings and or lunches or breakfasts on the way into work and and each of you to share what your processes look like and, and how you reach out to people and the questions you ask and the things you teach and Step one, step two, step three in your relationships and see what they do on theirs. Uh, and so so that you, over time, become referable. One of the best things you can do is just put them through your entire process, you know, kind of as if they were a client and they can make up fake numbers. They don't have to, you know, reveal anything proprietary towards you, but they can just see the questions you ask, experience it. Right, because again, these are people that maybe haven't actually experienced your value firsthand. So you got to give them a close sense of this as possible. I'll give you an example. My current financial advisor, Aaron Gay, told me a story recently. He he identified a um, an estate planning attorney who was with a group practice that it didn't work for him to be a resource. But he went out on his own, so uh, Aaron knew he had a possibility here. And he went to the guy's office, and they agreed on this, and he spent about an hour there and learning about all the processes this guy does, his philosophy around planning, meeting staff, et cetera, et cetera, feeling good about that. And then the estate planning attorney a couple weeks later came over to Aaron's office, and Aaron went through his entire process. Here's the questionnaire we give to people before they come in. You know, when people do this, they'll likely become a client. When they don't do this, it's about 50-50. Here's how we onboard them into the business. Here's how we stay in touch over time. And Aaron told me, this attorney said, you know, Aaron, I can't tell you how many advisors like yourself I've had, uh, you know, try to court me and my business over the years. But you're the first one who's actually really laid out the entire process to me. So I really have a very good feel of what you do. Uh, and I'd be happy to send people your way. And lo and behold, he has started to send people there. And so uh, it's just it's being referable is really what it boils down to. And I know you have some free resources available for our listeners. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, we have a number of guides, scripts, uh, checklists, and we're adding to these all the time at our uh, website, referralcoach.com forward slash resources referralcoach.com forward slash resources, all free, no gimmicks. Uh, you'll get to know a little bit about what we think, what we teach. Maybe there's ways to work together later. And then uh, we have a report specific for the FSB podcast. It's called multiplyyourbestclients.com. You know, serving the heck out of your clients will create incremental growth, but if you want to create exponential growth for your business, 
you want to multiply your best clients, right? And so just go to multiplyyourbestclients.com, multiplyyourbestclients.com, and and there's a free report, no gimmicks. Just download it, and uh, hope you find it helpful. Okay, and as we wrap up today's session, are there any points you want to emphasize that will help lead to more effective action? Yeah, make sure that you get to know uh, your clients, accountants, tax preparers, uh, attorneys, other trusted advisors, right? Who are their trusted advisors in their world? I mean, first of all, it'll help you be a better advisor to them, right, by knowing these other relationships. And and you work kind of as a team to bring great value to your clients, and then you get to know these people. So the first thing is just, just make sure that that's part of the onboarding, that's part of the conversation you have. Find out the you know do they like their accountant? Do they like their attorney? Do they like this person? You know are they happy with the service? Because uh, if they are, then you may have someone that you want to meet to send business to, or you might be able to refer them to another uh, accountant or attorney, etc. Because they're not happy with who they're working with. So just just put this on your radar on a regular basis and pay attention to these relationships. And from time to time, you'll get introduced and you keep building those. All right. Thanks for joining us today, Bill. My pleasure, Patty. Thank you. Thanks.